What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review and nerd news podcast. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of the 3FN Podcast. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, during the 3FN Movie Club review, we will be reviewing the brand new movie that just hit the Roku channel. That's right, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And we got some nerd news for you to kick off the show as as well as Diesel's movie triple stuff. But before we can get any of that on the way... Let's just talk about the nerds all being here. First of all, he is the man. And this is actually real life for once. The man that we should all boo and be pissed at. Because at the end of this week, this son of a bitch does not have to go to work again until the beginning of the new year. I'm talking about the worst man on this planet, Ron. Don't hate the player. I hate the game. I've worked yeah. every day besides my COVID out. But. Yeah, well, you know what? We can hate you all we want because you are the man that's behind all of this. And I think it's bullshit. Diesel, you are, you're not on board with this, are you? Boo this man. I think that we should boo this man. So everybody at home, everybody at home, I don't care where you are right now. I don't care if you're in the middle of a store, you're at work, or anything else. I want you to take a second. And you, people are going to look at you funny. Just, just so you know, people are going to look at you funny. They're going to lose their shit. But I need all of you to look straight at forward. And on the count of three, I need you to boo Ron. And I'm going to play the sounder, but do it out loud and just let us know that you did it. Ready? One, two, three. Boo this man! Boo! <laughs> It's just uh, how it worked this year. It won't work in the next year. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just picking, buddy. I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you, and I'm sure everybody else is. And uh, you already heard from him because we had to do that nice little introduction there for Ron. But he is the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet has the longest introduction in all the podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcast favorite podcaster he's the man the myth and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller ladies and gentlemen i give to you diesel i'm taking like four days off in the rest of the year (laughs) (laughs) and it's not even in the same week (laughs) Uh, i mean you, you get thanksgiving off yeah. But we, not Black Friday. Not Black Friday. <laughs> but Thanksgiving. Yep. And we only get one day off for Christmas. That's true. you got to work Christmas Eve. Oh, no, no. Christmas Eve's on Sunday, so. Oh, okay. So you get lucky. So just one day for Christmas. Yep, yep. yep. But I mean, for your second job, yeah, you get be, two days off there. Yep. Because you get Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But then not New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Nope. <laughs> uh, after that, it's just whenever I drag you out of town or you yep. decide that you need a break. Yeah, it's, it's it can be a long, long winter. <laughs> it is definitely a long winter. You know what, though? In wintertime is the best time to work here in the Northeast because, yeah. shit, the weather sucks yeah, usually. It's cold or snowy or whatever. But, hey, whatever. Ron, speaking of your week, how has been your week? It's been interesting. I'll tell you that much. Uh, some of the patrons heard kind of what's been going on. <laughs> That's about <laughs> as much as I can say. Uh, we had our both our game groups this week, so it went well. Uh, Wednesday, we've just kind of been more of uh we were catching up because we didn't do it for a week or two and we were catching up and doing the whole i was kind of having diarrhea of the mouth so whatever random thought i was like oh i gotta bring up to this group 
it just kind of blurted out in the middle, and so it was just one of those games. And, you know, it was bad, but, you know, <laughs> it's like it happens. And then our Friday group, because it's been like a month, and I was tired, yeah, they should have died again. But <laughs> I took pity on them because they're so close to the end and just trying to bring in new all the whole group of new characters just to finish off the story so they can get to the end wasn't gonna happen it wasn't yeah. it was just that point so i was like yeah you guys really need to do this to get out of this situation otherwise you're gonna die and so they're like okay and then we ended it there yeah, yeah so, so basically ron didn't want to create himself more work when he's close <laughs> to not having any work yeah <laughs> diesel how's your week been it's been a decent week i actually did have a couple days off this weekend and used that to go to some family parties and it was fun um then last night me and you hung out and we watched weird, weird. which we'll talk about later uh, but it was good. I'm relaxing, and I enjoy the hour change because it's an extra hour to sleep in the morning. At night, I hate it, but in the morning, I love it. <laughs> I hear you there. Uh, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend overall. I mean, I went to see my kids' last varsity game. They played a playoff game. They didn't win. However, they tried their best, and that's all that we can hope for there. On top of that, just kind of relaxed, did a couple other things around the house, and then watched Weird and everything else. So I had a pretty relaxing weekend as well. And hopefully everybody at home, hopefully you guys had a great weekend too. But before we can go any further, we got to take care of some business. It's time for some shameless plugs. And that means, hey, if you aren't already, if you can spread the word of nerd for us and go out there and tell us more people about the 3FN podcast, just type, tell them, type 3FN into any podcast search bar and booyaka shot. There we are. Make sure you smash that subscribe or follow button. And while you're at it, if you've done all of those things, could you drop that five-star rating? Helps out the algorithm, helps out the show. Other than that, all the information for this show you can find at 3FNPodcast.com. That's where you go. It's a one-stop shop. All of our social medias are right there on 3FNPodcast.com. The Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FNPodcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including you get every show we do early. And for the 3FN Podcast, the flagship show, you get the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition. Plus, you get the two bonus shows on Patreon. Uh, That would be... Uh, 3FN After Dark, me and Diesel having fun and making a good p- comedy podcast. And of course, we love movies where the the patrons get to pick movies. We raffle them off and every month, me and Ron, and sometimes joined by Diesel or other people, will go ahead and break those movies down. It's an awesome time. And of course, you get some bonus... Uh, reviews of new movies occasionally here and there as well over there at patreon.com slash 3FN podcast link is on the website as well also the link to our T public stores there friends of the show like the ODPH podcast can be found there as well the musical directory where you can check out all the bands who allow us to use their music copyright free including the band that does our theme song each and every week and of course that is shout at the robots the song is called fail better make sure you're uh, following them and giving them listens on Spotify YouTube music and band camp support them for supporting us and last but certainly not least over at 3fnpodcast.com you can check out the local sponsors who help us bring to you this show each and every week commercial free but we're going to give a quick shout out right now because of how much they do First up, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all of your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, make sure you visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you would like to find out about what events are going on at the store if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607, it is simple. Like their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games. And thank you, Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. 
located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. And last but certainly not least, our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. It goes down August 25th and 26th of 2023. I know that's a far ways off, but there's a new, a new, uh, the next sale is coming up starting on Black Friday, running through Christmas Eve. It's the last sale before the tickets go full-time on sale on January 2nd. For all the ticketing information, celebrity guests, vendor information, and everything else, visit them on the World Wide Web, SciFiHorrorFest.com. And if you forget any of that, of course, all of that is located at 3FNPodcast.com. And at the end here, I think it's important to uh, let the people know, Diesel, if they want to send us hate mail, where do they send that to? 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Perfect. And you nailed it like like butter this week, man. (laughs) That was sweet. Very sweet. Well, you guys didn't come here to hear about our weeks or hear about all the plugs that we do in the beginning. No, you came here to hear us talk about nerd news and the 3FM Movie Club review. So let's kick the show off the right way because it's time for this week's edition of... The Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. He got it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he fucking did it this week. Oh, we only have a few things that we're going to be talking about this week. But uh, let's start this off with Agatha, Coven of Chaos, has gotten a ton of news dropping on yes. us this past week, including, first of all, casting news. So let's start off with some of the people that they have now added to the cast of Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Ready? First of all, they have added Joe Locke to the cast. Also, as of today recording, as you know, we record on Mondays. They have just added uh, Eric Andre and Shashir Zamata. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, the biggest one that they have definitely, and I know Diesel's a big fan of this, and he cannot wait to talk about it. (laughs) Aubrey Plaza has joined the cast of Agatha Coven of Chaos. Diesel, how are you feeling about all these additions? And I know uh, Aubrey Plaza has a special place in your heart. Yeah, these are all great actors and actresses, and I do love me some Aubrey Plaza. I think she plays a great deadpan character. I'm curious to what role she's going to be in this. There's some rumors and stuff going around, but her and Eric Andre were like, Ooh, I get, now I'm kind of excited for this. Cause like at first yeah. I wasn't like excited for the Agatha show. I was like, man, I wasn't a fan of WandaVision really didn't care about Catherine Hans character, but now some of these, uh, side characters I'm kind of excited for. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of those characters as well. Eric Andre is a, a personal favorite of mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ron, what are your thoughts about the castings for Agatha coven of chaos? I think they, this is what they needed to get a little hype behind the show. Like you said, some people were fans. I, I enjoyed WandaVision. I, I, I enjoyed it a, a month as, you know, some people did. I understand why people didn't like it. But, it like, I think this is what you needed to push the show forward. forward. But, like like I said, Werewolf by Night, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't going in as a fan of. Yep. And I enjoyed that one shot. So, like, I'm it's Disney. Like, you just got to go and watch it and either like it or you don't. But I'm like, most of the time you get some kind of entertainment out of it. Well, on top of that, we have learned also that Agatha Coven of Chaos will be nine episodes, Ooh. much like She-Hawk. And that, well, actually, I think one episode more than She-Hawk at this point. But at the same point in Juncture, yeah. it is going to be hitting your Disney Pluses on the winter of 2023, 2024. They never landed it down. I'm, I'm expecting around January or February of yeah. 2024. Yeah. I don't think it's going to come out in December of 2023, but there's always hope they yeah. haven't made that direct announcement yet. It all depends what else they have. Well, Marvel has uh, been very, very busy lately, as we all know, and they have announced a new project also coming 
to Disney Plus for a series, and that would be Wonder Man. Uh, Ron, yes. do you what do you know about Wonder Man? We're not going to talk about the casting right now because I definitely know Diesel's going to be excited for this. But what do you know about the character of Wonder Man? It it was just uh, Marvel's way of making like a Wonder Woman version, just uh, as a, as a male, just because they could use Wonder Man and not Wonder Woman, and it's just what the comics did back then. I have no issues with this character. Um, there's, if I remember correctly, like there's, he's been part of a lot of the the key arcs, if I remember correctly, where like the controversial arcs too mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. going through. Um, so it's fine. I'm like, I, I kind of want to see it. He ends up becoming a superhero yeah. through Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Uh, I don't know if they're going to use that so, coming in. Yeah, I think he I, also I, was a member of the West Coast Avengers. Yeah, and then it was like the like I don't remember his whole origin all the way around, but it was Baron Zemo doing some kind of test on him. I don't know if it was Super Soldier Serum again, or that was always a cop out back in the seventies and eighties. Why all of a sudden all these people had powers? Yeah, he got superpowers. I just don't remember how. Yeah, but it was there's they want they wanted to copyright Wonder Man. That's why they made it. It, it, it's just like the business side yes. yeah it's like spider woman like they made spider woman because they didn't want dc to make yeah. spider woman and spider woman is completely different than any of the spider verse characters if you know the character and it was just a quick like oh spider-man's a hit we can't let him do spider woman but, yep. you know so it's just how they do it absolutely well wonder man to me my favorite part about him is the long red trench coat and the glass sunglasses yes. and it's gonna look really fucking cool because the person that they have casted as wonder man is none other than one of the people that we love here at the 3fm podcast and that is yaya abdul mateen the second yes and uh you know him as black manta from the aquaman yeah. series but you also know him from Candyman and a ton of and morpheus in the new yeah. matrix yep. movie yes. let's just throw it out there i love me some yaya yeah, Abdul Mateen, I think this is a big bucket of win. Ron, what are your thoughts about him being Wonder Man? I'm all about it. I know there's some people already on there hating on the fact because they cast a black man to play what was a character prominently white in the Marvel comics, but the character was made back in the day and it was, you know, whitewash all over the world. We're going to put it, but the fact that like this is one of those characters I do not care what the race is. Yeah. Like I, I think this is a great acting choice. I think this is a great choice. I think this is going to be epic all the way around. And by the way, I will say this for those people who have two things for those people who are complaining about the color of the man's skin. First of all, okay, they're talking about fictional characters, fictional characters. And secondly, fuck you. Yeah. Like like, he is a tremendous actor. This is a big gift for Marvel in a role that let's be honest. Nobody's talking about Wonder Man and clamoring for it. So they're once again, taking a, a lower card member of the Marvel universe, yeah. giving a series right. and then casting an A, in my opinion, an A-list celebrity and, and somebody who's super fucking talented. Yeah. Diesel, your feelings on this casting and probably you're going to tell the, the, the racist to fuck off too. So again, this is a character that there's no Wonder Man purist out there. And if you are, you're fucking weird. That being said, if you're upset that they took your beloved Wonder Man and made him black, you're just upset because you're a racist, not because you care about the Wonder Man character. Fuck off. I agree. And I, I, like I said, I love. We talked about this last week. We it was kind of weird. We brought up the fact that we love Yahya Abdul Mateen as a as a fucking actor, and he's so far. I don't think he's disappointed me in any role he's been in. Yeah, no, yeah, at like, all. Like he appeared in. He was created in 1964. People. So. Yeah. Yeah, but right now, you know, I love it. I love the look. And once again, the the red trench coat and the glasses, we've already seen him as Morpheus. Yeah. I think that that's what happened. Yes. Marvel saw him as Morpheus and went, 
that's the guy for <laughs> Wonder Man. And I, you know what? I'm fucking in. I don't give a fuck about Wonder Man. I do now. Yeah. <laughs> so and I will be watching when that hits the right. hits Disney Plus, which I'm probably going to probably be, I would, if I had to hedge my bets, 2025. Yeah. Uh, due to the chemical and radiation treatments is how you guys powers by Baron Zemo. Okay, there so you go. I, I couldn't remember people. It's been a while. But, uh, but here's the thing that brings Baron Zemo back, too. Yeah, if they choose to go that way or they could do something different because yeah, it is they the MCU. Uh, Diesel, what were you going to say? With, with the exception of the Eternals, Marvel has a great track record of taking characters nobody heard of and making them great. So, like, Shang-Chi. We were just like, eh. It was a great movie. All these little side characters, Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody reads Guardians of the Galaxy. We love Guardians. So I'm, I'm excited for Wonder Man now. Absolutely. The only time they failed was the Eternals. I'm just saying. <laughs> just throwing it out there. And I'll get some hate from the Eternals lovers. All four of them in the entire United States. All right. Uh, speaking of somebody who's going to be getting some hate, but we love everything he does. The new CEO, co-CEO of DC Studios, James Gunn, hit the ground running in a big way. There's a lot of fans online that all of a sudden, and, and mind you, I'm not. we're going to give our opinions on this first. We started seeing the hashtag Save Legends of Tomorrow, and of course the hashtag Release the Iron Cut. Remember, that's the original Suicide Squad movie that allegedly his cut would have been better. But let's be honest, we got James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is better than anything he did. So fuck off and give an Iron Cut. I'm sorry. That and that's just my belief. Yeah. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. We can agree to disagree. However, James Gunn, it finally came across his radar because he's a busy man. And he took to Twitter to uh, then, as you can see, yeah. write a nice lengthy response. We're going to go through. I'm not going to maybe go through all the messages, but it's quite lengthy. Hold on. This is the exact tweet from James Gunn addressing the DC fan universe about their hashtags. And I quote, opened up Twitter at the end of a long day, long creative weekend to see the many tweets to hashtag save legends of tomorrow and hashtag release the ire cut and fan support for other DC projects over the years. The majority of these requests were enthusiastic and respectful as the new and first ever CEOs of DC studios. Peter and I think it's important. We acknowledge you the fans and let you know, we hear your different desires for the pathways forward for DC. Although our ability to interact on Twitter has been lessened due to the workload of our new positions, we are listening and open to everything as we embark on this journey and will continue to do so for the next few years. But all our initial focus is on the story going forward, hammering out the new DCU and telling the biggest story ever told across multiple films, television shows, and animated projects. We invite all of the DC fandoms from across the multiverse and everyone else as well into this new universe. We can't wait to review more. Let me paraphrase what he just said. He said, fuck you, nerds. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Because you know what the biggest issue is in DC films and a lot of places that are fledgling like DC Studios was prior to Peter Safran and James Gunn taking over is that sometimes, and yes, you should listen to your audience, but sometimes they listen to, people listen to the audience too much. Does Marvel listen to their audience? I think in a little ways they do, but whatever Kevin Feige has planned out, it doesn't change because somebody didn't like the Eternals like us. It doesn't change if somebody didn't like She-Hulk. It doesn't change because somebody didn't like WandaVision or whatever. It still sets the course. They still have the plan and they stick to the plan. And at the end of the day, the execution of the plan in the MCU is the reason the MCU is so, still around and doing thriving after over a decade. 
DC has never had that. Every time they get something going, the fans can drive them the other way. They tried to reboot the DCEU, remember? And then we yeah. had release the Snyder Cut. So we took a big, you know, and although it was better than the first Justice League movie that was put out, it still took a big step backwards for them because they were already trying to move on to a new Batman and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. They were trying to move on to new storytelling to get away from the Snyderverse that, that in the box office did not do well. And the fans, at the end of the day, even though they were clamoring for it after the fact, how much of that is trolling? Remember, Morbin time happened yeah. to Sony because they listened to the fans, and nobody liked Morbius, <laughs> but they believed Morbin time was real. My question to you, Diesel, because I know you're the biggest troll at this table, and maybe even the biggest <laughs> troll in the world. Do you think that James Gunn, this is the right approach, and are you looking forward to the direction they're going into? Because it seems he has... A direction. Yeah. So the fact that they have a vision is miles ahead of the previous era of the DC Extended Universe. Um, that being said, like this is a perfectly worded response in Twitter to the fans where when we were bitching about, you know, the you know, couple people ago saying that, like the Snyder Cut, you know, it's released, we're not doing anything with it. Not saying like, oh, we we can leave some doors open or just give a vague answer. This is vague. We might do something. We might not. We're not telling you no. We're not telling you yes. We're telling you yes. We are listening to you. Are we going to do anything with that? Probably not. Perfectly worded. It leaves it ambiguous enough where people can't bitch about like, oh, release the IR cut. It leaves it open. They're probably not going to, but it sounds nicer this way. <laughs> Ron, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for them to do any more like that. I understand they did it for a Snyder cut. Um, that was, you know, and it, you're right. Like, in how much, even though how much I enjoyed the Snyder Cut and I'm glad they did it, they, it was a major step back because now you have all these fans out there like, oh, we got to get this cut of this movie. We got to get it. No, that's not how this works. They did it because unfortunately Snyder was taken off the project because he had personal issues that happened. Blah, blah. You can find it online if you need to find out. I'm not rehashing it. Um, you know, stuff, family matters and all that stuff. And, like, the fact that they actually did it and came back and had stuff and was able to do it, so be it. We don't need it for every movie. And I'm a, I'm a fan of the Suicide Squad. I know when a lot of people aren't. I get it. I was. I liked it for what it was uh, in the introduction of what characters they brought in. But I don't care if they should ever do. <laughs> now, the troll in me. He should do, like, a mini series of Weasel where it's set back, you know, like 10 years ago, where Weasel's trying to track down Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> just a throwback to his old tweets and just be like, Well, I mean, he all. might do that because that was his movie, so that's not the movie in question, but it would be funnier if he sends Weasel back to kill everybody in the Ire-verse uh, Suicide Squad, because that'd be funny as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, we have another huge, and, and once again, this is our opinion, but I think it is a definitely huge casting news coming out of Sony this time. Uh, of course, we're going to be, we're very close to across the Spider-Verse dropping this upcoming year, and guess what? We have a voice for Spider-Punk. That's right. Daniel Kaluuya will be the voice of Spider-Punk. Of course, you remember Daniel Kaluuya from Black Panther, also from Black Klansman, also from, uh, of course, most recently, the summer blockbuster Nope, yep, yep. and many others. Super great actor, a very big fan of his. Uh, Diesel, how are you feeling about the news of him being Spider-Punk in the upcoming Across the Spider-Verse movie? Love him. I love everything I've seen him in. Absolutely. He's never disappointed me in a movie or 
I'm not sure if he's done much voice acting work, but like I always enjoy his uh, performance. Ron, your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine with this. I think it's actually perfect casting for Spider Punk. Um, it uh, like there's probably a lot of people that don't understand who Spider Punk is. You really don't need to know. It's just a rock band version of Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's fine. Right on. Well, we have, uh, you know, we like to have a little fun when we end the nerd news, and we have a fun article, and we're talking about our good friend Jim Cameron again. Jim Cameron back in the news, of course, you know, a couple weeks ago saying how he still doesn't like uh, superhero movies. You know, it, they re-released Avatar. It is now back to being the number one worldwide grossing movie because of a re-release, and that's fine. Congratulations to him. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, we, we've gone over this, but here's something that's a little telling. Uh, Slash Film had sat down and talked to the director, and he had this to say. Remember, originally, before we say this, I want to preface it with originally, he was planning four or five sequels, so a fourth and fifth movie for Avatar. It started off as originally a a trilogy, and then it had moved to four or five, and that's where we were left standing. This is what he said when he was talking to Slash Film. The market could be telling us we're done in three months or we might be semi-done, meaning, okay, let's complete the story within movie three and not go on endlessly if it's just not profitable, end quote. So what do you think's happening here with Jim Cameron's cold feet, Ronald? Uh, pretty much, uh, he probably got the talking to that it's taking too much time, uh, it's taking too much money. So if this movie doesn't break any records, you're crap out of luck. Looks like Disney might be pulling in the reins. Yeah. Uh, Diesel, what's your thoughts? Something happened where, yep, he had his little talking to and realizing that, hey, we are pumping a lot of money into this. You better deliver because if you don't, we are not doing anything more because, oof, it sounds like a lot of people have lost faith in this project. Well, here's what I'm looking at. I don't think Disney is really too worried. The China the China numbers were huge, hence why it took back, believe it or not, that's where when they re-released it in China, is the reason why it overtook uh, and Avengers Endgame again to become the number one grossing movie of all time worldwide, global. Not, not in the United States, just global. So I think it's an interesting concept here. So they, they can bank on making their money back on these films. But I think what he's doing is preparing himself not to have as big of a film as the original Avatar. And also, I think he's preparing himself not to beat out the comic book movies. We got to be honest. And this is not like this is his fault technically, but not his fault because some of the stuff was out of his control. The fact that, you know, the original Avatar came out in what was it? 2009 or 2012, something like that. Uh, Go look that up for me real quick. So I'm not speaking out of parts. You're fine. Just look it up. Uh, But. I, I, I look at it like this. It's been over a decade since the original. Yeah, two, 2009. 2009. So I was right the first yeah, time. I don't know why I second-guessed myself. No, you're right. I but it's been be. over a decade since we've seen the original. We're 13 years. By the time this drops, we're 13 years since the original. That's a long time for yeah. a sequel. Now, I understand the, the rebuttal to that is, well, we waited 35 years for a sequel to, to Top Gun, and it did very well. Top Gun isn't necessarily Avatar, though. And I think he's hedging his bets that, yes, I think this movie's going to make its money back. I think it's going to do just fine in the box office. I, I'm not interested in seeing it. Even the new trailer doesn't have me interested in seeing it. I'm just not interested. We've talked about this before. Whether you want to say the first movie was James Cameron's Pocahontas or his version of uh, Dances with Wolves. And this is just like we, we always talk about the Costner conspiracy where this is just basically Waterworld with blue people. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever your take is. And if you love it, love it. We're not judging you. I just think that he is setting himself up to not make as much money as your standard 
comic book movie. Right. I don't think he thinks he's going to break the billion dollar mark is what I'm saying. Yeah. So ahead of that time, let's finish it up in the three movies. That way we don't have to make a fourth or fifth. If by some hook or by crook we make a shit ton of money, we can revisit that. I think it's a good hedge bet. I, I'm thinking he's smart there, but I think he knows the writing's on the wall. Any final thoughts on Jim Cameron? Well, and two, like, let's say it is successful and it goes, you know, it's trilogy plus and then it expands out. You're essentially just following the comic book movie formula now where you're doing what Marvel's doing. Like, if you put out TV shows and you put out other stuff, animated stuff for it, and then more movies or the Star Wars method. Yeah. This is the stuff that you're bitching about. So you're kind of like, now you got to hedge your bets where you're like, I don't want to like be like following their their formula and being successful off of it because then I have to admit I was wrong about the comic book movies. Yeah, right on, right on. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Nerd News. But don't you fret. You know when the Nerd News ends, we just bounce right on over to. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel Movie Triple Stuff. A uh, pretty uh, solid box office this week. Um, nothing major, but uh, coming in at number five, Pray for the Devil with three point nine million dollars. No, that's not a bad open. Uh, number four, Smile with another four million dollars. <laughs> Making all the money once again. I think I, it's between that and Barbarian is my two. As yeah. one of, which one is my favorite horror movie of the year? You'll have to find out in the first three uh, FN. Uh, of next year when we give out the nerdies but one of those two i can tell you as of right now unless something comes completely out of left field is going to be my horror film of the year uh number three ticket to paradise with 8.5 million dollars diesel's horror movie of the year (laughs) (laughs) this looks so bad uh debuting this week for you anime fans one piece film red with 9.5 million dollars not surprised there uh it's a huge franchise in anime actually i'm going to probably try to go see it because i've heard nothing but good things i want to see it and then uh, staying on the top spot this week, Black Adam with $18.3 million. Making like, some more than sweet, sweet money for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But I think, Diesel, we're about to do upcoming films. I'm, I'm sure that it's uh, days at the top are going to be very numbered because what do you have upcoming this week, Diesel? Oh, this week, I think it could take the number one spot. The Friendship Game starring Peyton List. Oh, you know what, though? I'm, Maybe. I'm, I mean, for me, uh, I, I, I'm hey. not, I'd go just for Peyton List. <laughs> well, we know what Ron's going to go see this week. Spirited with Will Ferrell and Damn Ryan right. Reynolds. It just Well, he, we know you're seeing that. Let's not lie yeah. about it. <laughs> Christmas Carol. But come on. We all know we're going to be talking about it all next week. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, going to break all them records. <laughs> That's right. Wakanda Forever comes out this week. I cannot wait for it. We will all be going to see it. It is next week's 3FN Movie Club review as well. Just so, well, I mean, did anybody really question that that was going to be the 3FN Movie Club review? Let's be honest. Oh, well, the following week, though, we got some choices. We got the inspection, Taurus, She Said, and The Menu. Well, we already I can already confirm the one we're going with is the menu. I uh, that. that will be in two weeks. That'll be the three FN movie club review. However, for patrons, there may be a bonus. Uh, she said review because I know Diesel's very interested in going to see it. Uh, Diesel has a special name for that movie. Uh, what is that name again? Weinstein. The musical. There you go. So me and Diesel, if we do end up going to see it, which that may go down that weekend. I'm just going to throw that out there. We will do a special review for patrons only. Uh, sorry. If you want to be a patron, shameless plug here. Patreon.com slash 3FM podcast. It's only as little as $1 a month. You can find out what Ron was teasing earlier. And uh, trust me, that's pretty big. Also, you can hear uh, all about our naughty boy discussion this this afternoon plus on top of all of that you get some bonus stuff including bonus reviews so 
that's just a little tease there. And shameless plug, Diesel. All right. And uh, for a little tease, though, here we go. Your top three. Your top three favorite parody songs. Hint, a lot of them are going to be Weird Al. (laughs) Well, obviously, this is in honor of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. This week's 3FN Movie Club review, featured right now on Roku Channel. They're not sponsoring, but figure I might as well throw that out to everybody. Uh, So my top three, honestly, are pretty much all Weird Al songs. I thought about this very hard, and I did think about giving... I'm going to give a special shout-out to a parody singer, though, as a a little added-on, and he's kind of a local legend, more more so. New York, Pennsylvania, Northeast, and that would be Dr. Dirty. Yes. Uh, So if you guys know John Velby, Dr. Dirty, very good. Uh, But he never made it to the success of one Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, So my number three was the Jurassic Park song. Yep. Uh, my number two is Gump. She's Gump. Oh. She's <laughs> <laughs> so good. I actually had the single of that. And then last but certainly not least, my number one, very no surprise here, Amish Paradise, uh, especially rest in peace, Coolio. Get yes. that finger out for Coolio. Uh, go ahead, Ron. Uh, number three, I'm going with, you know, it's all weird, Al. Number three, I want a new duck. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's it's always one. good stuff. Number two is Amish Paradise, obviously. That one hits home. Classic. Somewhere. And then... I. Just because it's Star Wars, the saga begins. Very good, very good. And Yoda is a close second. All right, Diesel, your top three. All right, and we got an honorable mention as well over on the side. The lounge singer, Richard Cheese, who took good songs and just changed them a little bit to make them more yes. loungy. Dick Cheese, one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I love his uh, his Nookie cover. I yeah. did it all for the Nookie. <laughs> if you haven't listened, just look up Richard Cheese, Nookie, or any of his stuff. But Nookie is, is, is very interesting. He sings it lounge style. Very good. All right, coming Diesel. in at number three, though, we are also going with The Saga Begins. Nice. Very good, very so good. good. It was really good. Number two, I'm also going with Gump. Gump is great. Gump, yeah, it's, it's so good. And then number one is the one holiday song that I do enjoy thoroughly, The Night Santa Went Crazy. That Very good. Yeah, <laughs> more, you know, it's is a that good a parody? One. Technically, yes. <laughs> Technically, it is a parody. However, it's, it's kind of one of his more... Uh, on the original side of things, yeah, but it is yeah, a parody. That's of why I didn't pick it because I, I listen to that every. I listen it's, to that. It's all tremendous. The time. It is tremendous. I, I, I went because it was. I didn't think it was a really a parody. It, it is though. It is a parody of a Christmas song. Yeah. So it's not a parody of a single Christmas song. It is just a Christmas parody. Okay, just I, much like just much like Adam Sandler's. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, like because I mean I could go. I give you my top three weird. Okay, because we could go with Adam Sandler <laughs> with uh, the Hanukkah song yeah, as well. There would be Supins up there for one. Yeah, that's, it's, that's phenomenal. Well, that's going to do it for Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. We are going to take our break. When we come back from the break, it will be time for this week's 3FN Movie Club review of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and you're listening to the 3 Fat Nerds podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. Try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out just like you. Just like you. Welcome to Three Fans Movie Club. 
Please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And this week, we are reviewing the brand new movie that just hit the Roku channel of all places. That's right. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. And uh, we all did get to see this this past week on Roku channel. It is absolutely free. So if you have Roku channel or can get Roku channel, you can check out Weird, the Al Yankovic movie, plus more. I will say this ahead of time. Before we get in, let's get it out of the way. The unfortunate side is there is no commercial free Roku channel. So if you hate watching commercials, we will apologize to to begin with. It seems like they cut down the commercial spots because of the... uh, uh, sponsorships because if you notice there was some cuts in the movie where it looked like a commercial spot was supposed to go that we didn't get a commercial spot so I'm assuming what they're doing is trying to cut down or did you get all the commercials I didn't have to watch any commercials oh lucky I you didn't, I didn't watch it on Roku Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well if you watch it illegally then you can also <laughs> not, you can. Shh. we're not we're not we're not endorsing that no but anyways, Ronald, <laughs> well, we uh, all watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and I, all I can say is I can't wait to talk about this. This is definitely a <laughs> conversational piece, so you guys will probably enjoy this. For those of you who have never joined us before or, you know, as one of your first times joining us, thank you for giving us a shot. Uh, just as a quick reminder to everybody else, this is how the 3FN Movie Club is set up. The first part of this is spoiler-free. We are going to give you the synopsis of the film. We are then also, uh, from IMDb, that is, we are also then going to talk about who's in the movie, how much the movie was made for, uh, the director, cinematographer, story, you know, all that happy jazz before the then giving you our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, spoiler-free recommendation. Then we will play the spoiler alert. And on the other side of the spoiler alert, we will give you the full-on spoiler-full review, followed by the game, followed by our scores for this movie, the nerd scores and my critic score, respectively. Gentlemen, are you ready to dive in to Weird, the Al Yankovic story? No, it's not yet. I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, so here is the complete plot from the synopsis, if you will, from IMDb. Explores every facet of Yankovic's life, from his mediocre, meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon, to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Um, I mean, that is definitely the synopsis of the film. I don't know if it's the synopsis of Weird Al's life, but no. it's the film's life, yeah. yeah. Is that fair? Yes. Yes and no. <laughs> All right, let's dive into uh, these stats, if you will. Uh, this was released on November 4th of 2022 to the Roku channel. Uh, 108 minutes long. It is directed and written by Eric Appel, who has done a ton of stuff for Funnier Die and a bunch of TV stuff as well. This is his first major motion picture, if you will. Also, Weird Al Yankovic himself was a part of writing this movie as well. Of course, he wrote UHF, along with pretty much every one of his music videos. Yeah. Yes. So Weird Al is very creative, as we know, and uh, so he was one of the writers with Eric Appel. Eric Appel was your director. Uh, your cinematographer on this film was Ross Rage. 
Uh, he's done a ton of Funny or Die stuff. He's also done a ton of comedy specials. Crystal Lilla's last comedy special was done by him. Uh, I do believe two of Amy Schumer's. Yeah. So he does a lot of stand-up comedy specials as well as a ton of TV as well. But this was also his first major motion picture, if you will. Because I think we can call it a major oh, motion yeah, picture. Right? Yeah. Especially with the cast coming up. Because here's the cast. <laughs> I'm going to give you the three main stars of this film. And then we're going to talk about a ton of like cameos and smaller stars. But I'm just going to give you the with the three main stars. We're just going to give you their background in movies. I'm sure you'll know all of them because first up is the man who plays Weird Al Yankovic himself, and that would be Daniel Radcliffe, and you all know him as Harry Motherfucking Potter. Yep. I don't need to go any further, but we are going to because he was also in Now You See Me Too, and then he was also in a movie that me and Diesel like a lot, and I hope to review uh, on a future show, Guns Akimbo. Mm -hmm. And last but certainly not least, his most recent motion picture was The Lost City with Sandra Bullock yep. and Channing Tatum. And also, I do believe uh, Brad Pitt made an appearance in that yep. film as well. Next up, and this is one of my favorite people in this entire movie, the legendary Rain Wilson playing Dr. Demento. Of course, you know him from The Office, but I personally know and love him from House of a Thousand Corpses, Super, Cooties, uh, and of course, Diesel's favorite summer blockbuster of all time, The Meg. <laughs> And last, but certainly not least, in the major stars is Evan Rachel Wood playing Madonna. Practical Magic when she was younger. Also 13. Remember 13? Yeah. 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 That's on that list. <laughs> By the way, that's on that list with like kids and stuff. Yeah, you're just like, uh, okay, I've seen it. I never need to revisit this again. Across the Universe, in my personal favorite movie, she was in The Wrestler. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a toss-up between Across the Universe and The Wrestler for me, actually, because I love Across the Universe. So first up, let's talk about some of the lesser, like, like, like I shouldn't say lesser roles, but there's smaller roles in the movie and cameos. And this movie is going to have a ton of them, and that's why I wanted to talk about this separate. And we realized early on that there was a narrator, <laughs> and it wasn't Daniel Radcliffe as, as Weird Al. Or it weird. wasn't Weird Al himself. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. It was... As titled Grizzle Narrator. Yep. And it was Diedrich Bader. <laughs> yes, yep. it was. Fucking amazing. And uh, who doesn't love Diedrich Bader? Of course, if you're a patron, our last We Love Movies for last month with a Patreon pick was Office Space, which he's in. And uh, by the way, I forgot that he voiced Lex Luthor a ton of times that, in animated movies. That and Batman. Yeah. yeah. He's actually, this is going to sound like heresy, my favorite Batman voice actor. Yeah. No, I yeah. love you like Kevin Bold? Conley? Yep. Yeah, Brave, uh, Brave and Bold was amazing. I put him over him personally, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I, more of a Kevin Conley guy. Yeah. But I will also say, I'm also on the end when you talk about Joker, my favorite is Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just voice alone. I mean, acting is a different story, but voice alone. Voice yeah. alone. Uh, here's one that is a, is, a, is a straight cameo. And blink and you miss it. Did you realize that the doctor in this movie was played by none other than Lynn manuel Miranda? Of course, the man who penned one of the greatest Broadway musicals of all time, Hamilton. Oh, no, I didn't realize no, that. I that's the doctor that. in this movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Talk about a cameo, a deep cut cameo. It's amazing. Uh, Weird Al's mom is played by Julianne Nicholson. Yep. yep. And his dad is played by Toby Huss. Yep. Uh, you guys would know them. They are character actors in a ton of movies. Yeah. Very recognizable. Uh, next up is, let's get into some more of... Probably some of my favorite. This is one of those movies that has just a ton of cameos. Uh, Jonah Ray plays one of his bandmates. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are familiar with Jonah Ray, fucking super talented. Uh, next up, Erica Pill himself is Captain Buffoon in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> plays Tony Scott, one of the musical brothers. And guess what? His partner, you might know him mostly from SNL, Will Forte. Yep. Yep. Also from Lego Movie and everything else. He yep. is he plays Ben Scott. So Tony and Ben Scott is Weird Al Yankovic himself. We were all joking. We, me and Diesel and the oh. kid were joking that Weird Al was going to sign himself to a fucking record deal. <laughs> uh, Patton Oswalt plays a heckler in this movie. <laughs> yep. Biker heckler. Yep. Uh, Michael McKeon plays a sleazy MC. Uh, yep. He looked great. He, yeah, yes, he was great. One of our favorite people in the, the Bros movie that just came out, what, like last month it was? Yeah. Dot Marie Jones is in this as Mama Bear. Yep. <laughs> she was awesome in this as well. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins played Gallagher. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, next up, Conan O'Brien played Andy Warhol. That was, oh, that that was, was Conan, Conan O'Brien. Oh, Holy geez. shit, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Emo Phillips played Salvador Dali. Uh, Jack Black Played Wolfman Jack. Yep. In one of the most perfect castings, as you said. Yeah, it was it fucking... Fucking brilliant. Looked phenomenal as Wolfman Jack. Here's one that I know you, you missed, but I, I know you're going to be upset when you find out it was him because I didn't realize it was him until I saw this. John Deacon was played by... David Dash McCallan or Damashlin. I don't know how you say his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, he uh, played uh, Dot uh, Man uh, in uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, Dismotion. Yes, thank you. Sorry, it took, took me a minute. I know I listened to him on podcast. I always, I always fuck small, up his name. The small chin. No. So Dismotion. Uh, oh, sorry. You think about the, the small chin? Yes, yes. Ah, that's I and, like and he it. said that's how he, how he says his wife got it, told him how he should say it. Dismotion. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's just like how I had to learn from Google how to say Taika Watiti. No, no, I, I'm <laughs> I've never you. forgot it. Uh, next up, uh, Arturio Castro played Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yes, Pablo Escobar's in this movie, folks. Uh, Julie Chan played Connie Chung. Oh, yep. Yep. Uh, Josh Groban played a waiter. <laughs> yes. Seth Green was the radio DJ. Did you catch that? That was Seth Green. That was Seth Green. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude, that's what I'm saying. As I went through this list and I saw everybody, I went, holy shit. And then I had to really think about it. And... This is just a personal one that we have to give a shout out to. James Preston Rogers played Hulk Hogan, brother. Yes. <laughs> and it was really funny. And there was a ton of other ones, but those were uh, some of the fun cameos in the movie. Yeah. Obviously, Weird Al has a ton of uh, friends and admirers in Hollywood. So it's no surprise that when he rolled out a movie, everybody came yeah. uh, and jumped in. And so it was pretty cool to see all the cameos. Well, this movie had a budget of $8 million and it had no box office because it was on the Roku channel. So... We are at the portion of our spoiler-free recommendation. It's thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, and thumbs down. Remember, you have to give a why, but make it spoiler-free. We are just going to start with Ron. What is your recommendation for Weird, the Al Yankovic story? All right. I am a Weird Al fan, so this is if you're a fan, you're, this is a must-watch. Must um, if you're not a fan, okay, I kind of see it. I still think you need to see it because it is a hell of a comedy. So I, I really think you need to see this. I give it a thumbs up. Okay, Diesel. If you're expecting an actual biopic, you're going to be sorely upset. That being said, I do recommend this movie. It was a fun, entertaining watch. You know what? I'm going to second exactly what you said, Diesel. I think that if you were really expecting to see like your straight, honest biopic, first of all, you should have known better. Uh, we, we thought there was going to be some exaggerations, but I will tell you this. And this is, this is not a spoiler. I just want people to be prepared. Remember... Al Yankovic's the king of the parody. This is a parody of a biopic. Yes. 
and it is really fun and it's really funny and at the end of the day if you're looking for an entertaining fun ride this is a thumbs up all day and you know me i love my fun movies so this is definitely fun i would put my i put my thumb up stamp of approval to give it a watch yes well this is the part of the show where if you have not seen weird the al yankovic movie and you don't want it spoiled go ahead press the stop button watch it on ruko channel and then come back come back to us and at that point in juncture you can hear what we have to say. But if you've already seen Weird, the Al Yankovic story, or you just don't give a fuck about it being spoiled, stay in, stay right where you are because we're entering the spoiler zone right about... Now. All right, spoiler time review. And, uh, you know, we don't usually break down scene for scene, and we're not going to really do that here, but I'm, I'm guaranteeing we're going to talk about scenes. Yeah. We're going to talk about what we liked about this movie, followed by what we did not like about this movie, the game, and then our scores. So, Diesel, I'm going to start with you here. What did you like about Weird, the Al Yankovic movie? All right, so the type of acting that goes on in this movie is all over the place. A lot of the cameos are way over the top. Uh, Rain Wilson as Danny, uh, as, uh, Dr. Demento, Dr. Demento, way over the top, which fits the character. Daniel Radcliffe plays the character of Weird Al in such a straight way. I absolutely loved it. I thought Daniel Radcliffe was phenomenal and fucking ripped. Oh, yeah. He looks, <laughs> yeah. He looks oh, impressive, yeah. man. Harry Potter's gotten fucking muscles. I will say this. I, I love that he played it straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think if he would have, it is a comedy. Like, let's yeah. be honest. This movie is a comedy. And it's 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 out there. It's it's an over the top comedy, and Daniel Radcliffe instead of leaning into it being an over the top comedy, the fact that he plays it like a serious role, like you would have thought he was playing, you know, you know Johnny Cash or something yeah. in this film, and he wasn't. He's playing Weird Al, but he's <laughs> playing it like he would be playing Johnny Cash, yeah. and it's and it becomes that makes it even funnier. Yeah, at the moments that we get to, so I did enjoy that a lot as well. Yeah. Um. Also, what we just talked about in the pre spoilers. All the cameos in this movie were fucking great. And even the ones that we missed, like fucking Conan O'Brien as Andy Warhol. Like You're like watching, like, I know I should know who this is. Yeah. But with how they made everyone look like who they were supposed to be was extremely well done. And obviously, love the music in the movie. You know, it yeah. was like a walkthrough of like the biggest hits of Weird yeah. Al. So you got the origins of My Bologna, Eat It. Original song, by the way. Yes, <laughs> original, not parody. His first non-parody song. <laughs> that was epic. I don't care. Um, so, yes, all this I loved. And I want to shout out a certain scene at the end when you get the big reveal of what his father went through. Sort of like in um, the one good thing about Venom 2, the animated storytelling through that part, I really yeah. enjoyed. I thought the that sketchbook? the sketchbook was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will uh, To add on to what you just said, I will say this. Uh, when I said earlier this movie is a parody of a biopic, it is. It's, it's very much a parody. And we should have known that. It took us a minute because at the beginning you see some exaggerations, but you're like, oh, it's, there, it's him as a kid. It's straight. Yeah. You know, there's some exaggerations like his dad almost beating the death of a accordion salesman yeah. Yeah. and shit like that. So you're like, okay, they're they're over the top. Or the fact that the, the devil's music is polka. Yeah. yeah. You got you know, caught like, at a polka party. <laughs> so you're like, okay, this is on this is on point to be a biopic, but just exaggerated. And, you know, we knew he didn't have a relationship with Madonna. We knew that was yeah. going to be coming up. So we're like, okay, he's just exaggerating certain things. However, about 30 minutes in, you realize it starts to go off the rails. And 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 I'm going to say this. This was a cool uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say that it's a like for right now where there's going to be a negative to this. But 
the like is that it goes fucking crazy. Like, you know, it, it, listen, let's just go to the end. The end of this movie, he gets murdered at an award show. And and then the, 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 the shit comes up on the screen. You know, like how after biopics, they say what happened after the movie ended. It's like uh, the world mourned Weird Al's death in 1985. Uh, by the way, he performs Amish Paradise at this award show in 1985. <laughs> Amish Paradise doesn't come out until like 96. Yeah. So like, it's kind of fucking hilarious in some aspects, but you're like, wow, they went really far. Like they, they fucking, they, yeah. Weird Al did a Weird Al here, yeah. you know, yes. and it's fine. We should have expected it. I'm, there's a negative to that. I know Diesel's yeah. also going to, and I'm probably Ron as well, is going to get into that negative. But I just wanted to say the, the setup of this movie and how we describe this movie. Like, he goes in fucking Taken style, fights <laughs> a, a drug cartel. There's an action film in the middle of this fucking <laughs> flick to go save Madonna. Yeah, he goes full <laughs> Rambo. It's fucking insane, right? You know, and then Madonna becomes the new Pablo Escobar. Yeah. And like, like she doesn't go on to be the queen of pop. And at the end of the movie, I will say this: I love the poor photoshopping of I'm him into different oh scenarios because it starts off once the the photos start. They start off real, like young yeah. Weird Al, you know, as a kid growing up, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, oh, they photoshopped this. Oh, they photoshopped this. Yes. Oh, they badly photoshopped this. It's all done on purpose. So yeah. I'll give him credit. It was really funny and tongue in cheek. I love his uh, Jim Morrison moments. Oh, you yeah. want to see it? I'm going to whip it out. And it's just the fucking accordion, but they, they take him off because, oh, man, it's too much. It's just, it's fucking wild. And he's the biggest star in the world. Yeah. And there's the uh, the Yankovic bump. The Yankovic bump. What? He, he parodies your song, and then you become a bigger celebrity. And, and to an extent, that was kind of true, but not to the extent that they yeah. portrayed in this yeah. movie. Uh, so, I mean, I, I dug some, a lot of the exaggerations I dug and where they went with it, just was not expecting it. Yeah. yeah. So it took a minute for us to really lock it in and, and with the over-the-topness. Uh, Ron, anything to add? No, it's it's definitely over-the-top and all that stuff, but it is Weird Al. So going into it, I was the same way. I'm like, okay, we're going to get this biopic. I might have some, you know, liberties, like you said. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, this is where, this we're, is going. where we're going. This is the ride we're taking. And you, and you know what? I go, it might be my best comedy for the year because <laughs> it made me laugh. And I, it's something, you know, looking for that comedy this year. This is the one that hit right now. So I enjoyed it. I, I just want to shout out a special scene, too, when uh, the, the the Scott brothers are talking to Weird Al and Ben Scott is just ripping into Weird Al. And then, the you know, the other brother's like, all right, enough. The real weird now <laughs> yeah. is just in there. Have to listen to this guy talk so much <laughs> because yeah. Will Forte is Ben Scott and yeah. Tony Scott is his brother, who's played by Weird Al. And Radcliffe's yeah. in the room as Weird Al, and 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 and, and uh, Scott's go or you know Ben Scott's going. And you know what? You're no you're no talent hack. It takes no talent to do what you do. And and then all of a sudden, like the weird Tony Scott, the real Weird Al is like. That's a little low. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. And you know what? We don't deal with people. You're just scum of the earth stealing people's stuff. He's like, that, that's that, that that hurts a little bit. <laughs> and, then he, and then he goes, and you know what else? We don't want to deal with you because you're ugly. Have you seen yourself? You're probably the ugliest man I've ever seen. And we I was like, hey, wait a minute, that, stop, stop a minute. Just, it was kind of funny to see that scene. It was like surreal. Yeah, yeah, that that scene for whatever is what mainly sticks out to me for this movie. Like yeah. that's why I hold on to it. And really enjoy this. It, movie. It was fun. Uh, like I said, uh, to add to the likes here, I, I really did like the acting in this movie. For the most part, the acting was great. Uh, 
I thought Radcliffe did an amazing job of playing the straight man in this movie, which is kind of weird as he's playing Weird Al. Yeah. I thought that uh, both the parents did a good job. Oh, yeah. I like how their their roles were played out. They were, they were also playing the role very straight, even yeah. though they were saying some crazy shit. Like, in the beginning, one of the beginning scenes when he's still a child, the mother's like, yeah, just give up your dreams and, and everything because <laughs> yeah. it's not worth it. It's like just like something the parents would never tell you. It's just fucking crazy, right? And then, like, as you go on, you you get, like, Dr. Demento, Rain. Wilson is amazing as yes, good as Dr. And I mean, I'll give it uh, Evan Rachel Wood great as fucking Madonna. She yeah. kills it. Like, it's it's a great performance. So there's a lot of good stuff. And as you said when we were watching the movie, Jack Black showing up out of nowhere <laughs> as Wolfman Jack. And we knew instantly who he was supposed to be. We're like, that's a little on the nose. But it was still it was still fun because he looks like Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't help but see it. And you're like, well, you know, somebody would have eventually should have cast him in that fucking role, right? Yeah. Like, honestly... In, in the standoff role where it's like, oh, you think you're so good. We'll make a parody song out of Another One Bites the Dust. And it was just so bizarre at this party scene. And But everybody that they got to play these small cameos yeah. were fucking great. Yeah. Because he was phenomenal as Wolfman Jack, oh, yeah. being over the top as Jack Black does, as Wolfman Jack was. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Let's switch over some dislikes, and I, I'm gonna—I'll kick this off because this is something I know Diesel's gonna jump instantly on as well. So, one of my biggest dislikes is as much as this movie is over exaggerated and overdone, and, and it's fun. It is there's a problem of it being too formulaic because it's every fucking song. Has like the cheat, like by the end of it, you're like, oh, that's what they're doing. <laughs> Fuck. And it's every song, like the Bologna, the, my Bologna. It's, you know, at first you, you're, you're, you're enjoying this, you know, oh, it's Steve's Bologna. And then he makes the song, it's all like everything is happenstance and he makes my Bologna. Or Beat It yeah. comes out because, or Eat It comes out because he's pissed off that somebody's in, the, uh, in his tripping. His mom and his tripping is telling him to eat you know, good foods for him. Yeah. And then like, cause he's done, cause <laughs> Dr. Demento tricks him into doing LSD. Yes. Um, uh, that was funny though. But like then, you know, and then, but as it goes on, you start to get to his mom is in the fucking, he goes to visit his, after he breaks up with his father at the factory, which nobody knows what they make of the factory, uh, <laughs> which is funny. When, when she goes, when he goes to the house, his mom is all of a sudden fat for no reason. And we're, me and Diesel are like, why is she fat? And then all of a sudden when she's like, she says the line from, I'm fat, and we just went, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Fuck. And then, of course, then he finds the the song his father wrote in the sketchbook, and it's Amish Paradise because his father was Amish. But before, when he says his his dad was Amish, I'm like, fuck, Amish Paradise. Here we (laughs) go. Because he's claiming that was an original tune. And it's just like, like, it was fun when they started but like for every fucking song like it's the same shit there's something that happens and you're just like come on can we think of something different here or something more original diesel you want to add on yeah um it did follow that weird little formula to do that with the exception of the um the showdown scene with uh wolfman jack where (laughs) just you know they they walk away thinking they're winning and all of a sudden he just you know starts going and then everybody just starts playing along and weird um, the big elephant in the room, though, with this is I actually want a Weird Al biopic. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually want another story because, yes, yeah, some of the story is there, but, like, and I, I'm, he might not want to do an actual biopic, but, like, especially with what happened to his parents dying of um, uh, inhalation, like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I want the actual biopic, like, for whatever reason. But it did. Well, because as fans, you kind of want the yeah. biopic, yeah. Yeah. But it did, like. 
Yeah, when we're talking about biopics, especially with music, you know, you're thinking Rocket Man, you're thinking, which is exaggerated. You're thinking Bohemian Rhapsody, you're thinking Elvis. This one gave me the big rock star feel from VH1. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah was, it, I, it, I did it was, enjoy it, that. It was it was it was a made up movie for the most part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the big the, the big elephant in the room is I actually wanted to know the 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 shoot story. Yeah, and, and I do appreciate what they did. But I really, especially with how great Daniel Radcliffe was as Weird Al, I want the actual, like, Remy Malik performance from him in yeah. an actual movie. And you can still have the exaggeration and fun in it, because God knows that all those biopics have been counting yeah. is that they're all, it's all, they all are exaggerated. Every yeah. one of them. Rocket Man's exaggerated. Elvis was exaggerated. Yeah. Everything is exaggerated to make a better story. It, it makes sense. So you could have still had exaggerations and even done some of the tongue-in-cheek yeah. shit. Like, we already knew coming in he was doing the Madonna thing, which we all knew was bullshit. Yeah. But at the same point, Judge, you could have had some of that bullshit but still mixed in the real story and had some fun yeah. with that as well. It's just... So I agree with you with that. Like I said, the formalic stuff in the movie was really, really kind of what irritated me the most because i'm just like okay we're sitting here watching and it's the same shit every time like can't we just church it up a little bit like yeah. if we're gonna go super exaggerated you know let's go let's lean more into uhf than and then they are because that's another thing I, I like uhf better like i'm a i know it's a cheesy fucking movie oh, so and i and will review it sometime guaranteed whether it's on some other show or this show but uhf is great and and I like that better. And that's what they did in this movie a little bit. Because they go into the action sequence. And they go into the love sequence. Yeah. And they go into the... You know what I mean? So it's kind of like almost like taking like some of the real life, exaggerating it to the fucking moon, and then doing the UHF, splintering it off into 50 different things. And that's how you end up with this movie. And it it is entertaining and it's fun, but it still leaves you wanting a little more substance, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, my other only other kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth was the Coolio scene. And it might be just because Coolio died. But, you know, after other, he's doing Amish Paradise at the show in 1985, yeah. <laughs> you get a shot of the crowd and it goes on to a very angry looking person that's supposed to be Coolio, the crazy hair. With the ba- with the you know the hair from the album cover. Yeah. So, yeah, that one. I was like, it's a little poor taste considering Coolio just died. Yeah, that one might just be a victim of circumstance with what happened and I'm not sure of the actual backstory. I know there was beef back when it happened. I don't know if Coolio and him ever resolved that. Yeah, I don't know if they did. Right. That. So I, not knowing that as a fan, I you're mean, just sort of like, ooh, I mean, maybe you should have just cut that little panel. You could have kept the Amish Paradise yeah. in, but just cut that. him in the audience yeah. out. And like I said, it, nothing, it didn't offend me or anything. Like I, I don't like when people say offended. I just was like, ooh, that's poor taste. Because the man just died, like literally less than a month ago. <laughs> so it's like you could have cut that little piece out just to be like, Okay, when we made this, he was still alive and well. So, you know, no harm, no foul. You know, and if they squashed it, we could have heard him laugh about it. Or if they didn't squash it, he'd be like, oh, fuck you. He took a shot at me. Either way, you know, he's dead. We can't find out either way. So I thought that that was just a little poor taste. Did you have any dislikes, Ron? Like Diesel said, like, I really would have liked the biopic. Yeah. Overall, like it, 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 but it is Weird Al, so we kind of we should we kind of should have known it wasn't going to be that because I don't think even it's his story is really worth anything. He was the weird kid that just played the accordion and just started making parodies. Like it, it he didn't do. He had an interesting life though, and yeah, like yeah. he did, yeah, he did. Yeah, like I, I, get I mean, it. I'm not saying he's of the echelon of Elvis or you know Freddie Mercury, but I think he's deserving of a music of well, a movie because he's like I, the. 
pinnacle of parody. Right, true. I, I, I agree. I mean, well, think about it. There's also beefs in his parodies. Yeah. yeah. There was artists that did not like the fact yeah. that he parodied their music. That, that was very well known. Coolio was one yeah. of them, but there was, there was other artists. Michael Jackson wasn't a big fan of his either. Yeah. So, like, you could have shown, like, what he had to, like, in a fun way, shown what he had to go through to put out songs like Eat It and Fat and all those things because Michael Jackson was not very welcoming of it. Yeah. No. And neither was Coolio and neither was, so and I'm sure that there was a lot of artists that were like, fuck you, taking my song and making yeah. it a joke and some people got it and some people didn't so at the end of the day that would make an interesting music yeah. you know an interesting movie because then you could use all these other characters in the movie you could use michael jackson and, and then you could have used coolio in more of a way where it wasn't like oh it's just kind of like if they were still a beef there was yeah. you know that was kind of in bad taste where it had been like oh we're just showing you what fucking happened because yeah. allegedly coolio threatened his life yeah so, I mean, that's worth fucking a scene in a movie. It's kind of like if you make a Vanilla Ice uh, biopic. It's great. I want to see Suge Knight hold him over the fucking uh, balcony. You know yeah. what I mean? Fuck. Don't cut that part out. That's the best part of the film. Yeah. You know? That's just my I, opinion. But I, I, agree, I do agree with you that he yeah. doesn't have, like, the most, like, you know, it's not like Johnny Cash. Yeah. We're not going to see him beating the shit out of his wife no. or, or yeah. Ray Charles or, you know, even to that extent, you know, what we saw in something as, as, as amazing as Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. or Rocket Man, where, yes, those guys had these magnanimous careers and they're the legends of the business. It, but to his own to his own credit, Weird Al is a legend of the music business. Yeah. Like, he took that niche. That's why when you think about parody songs, you really just think about Weird Al. Yeah. Like, it's hard. Like, you, there's other people. We mentioned some of them. But it's hard to name too many of them because Weird Al just eclipses everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, think about it. From there on out, a parody singer was like, oh, you do what Weird Al does. Yeah. Like, so that's where he's at. He's the king of parody. Whereas Michael Jackson's the king of pop and Elvis is the king of rock and roll. He's the king of parody. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. that means something to me, especially. I mean, I guess I'm I'm a fan as well, but you're big biopics for fans. Yeah. And the fact that he's been in this business for so long. And, yeah, there was, you know, interpersonal beefs with other artists, but, like, he pretty much was like free from any like incidents, like anything negative. Like, so like, it's kind of refreshing to see, like, I want to see that. Like I want to see the rock star treatment, but with somebody that's pretty much wholesome. Exactly. <laughs> and with the exaggerations, you can make it funny as shit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Does anybody have anything else they want to add? Good, bad or indifferent diesel. It's definitely a fun watch, but again, the big thing is if you're expecting a serious biopic, you're not going to get it. Ron. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that it's, I think it's the hidden sleeper comedy of this year. Uh, it, like I said, it's on Roku. It, if you have it, watch it. Um, you can find it elsewhere if you really need to. Uh, but it is a, it's a solid comedy overall. Well, that's going to do it for the spoiler full review. It's now time. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. Last week, Diesel finally took back the crown. Can he defend it for a second week? Or will Ron get the crown back as he has in the past? The game is played simple. It is scores from around the internet and it's Price is Right rules. Closest to the number without going over gets the point. Unless the we need a tiebreaker. In that case, that could be worth two points. That could be, and that's definitely closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties, and we like to make things interesting. And I make the rules up around here, so I guess I get to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, are you ready to play the game? Oh yeah, Ron. Since you are the challenger, you get to go first. IMDb out of ten using points. What did they give Weird the Al Yankovic story? Seven. Diesel. 
I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go four. Ron gets the point. 7.3 out of 10. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. Diesel, Metacritic. This is critics only. Out of 100%, what did they give? Weird. 42. Ooh. Ron. Ooh. 43. Oh, and Ron gets the point. 72%. Okay. Wow. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Ron for the win and the and the clean sweep. Not the flawless victory, but the clean sweep. Rotten Tomatoes critic score out of 100% for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. 42. Diesel. 43. <laughs> Diesel with the block, 85% oh, wow. of the Rotten Tomatoes critic score. I was not going to go that high. Diesel, you get to go next. Rotten Tomatoes fan score out of 100%. What did they give Weird? 80. Ron? 50. We are all tied up. 89% was the Ron Tomatoes fan score. So that means this final question is the closest (laughs) to the number, period. Ron, you're the challenger. You go first. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give Weird? The Al Yankovic story. 93. Diesel? So, you got to listen to my logic here. I am shooting for a tie because this is a weird story. We have to do something unusual. So, I'm going to say five points. So, 93 minus five, it's 88. We're going 83. 83 for you? I'm hoping it's 88. 93 for you, Ron, right? And uh, guess what? There is no tie. We do have a winner. (laughs) And your winner. Champion is Ron, 94%. Oh, wow. Almost Why the hell would you think it was going to be 83%? I No, I thought it was going to be 88%. Oh. He was going for the tie. I was going for the tie. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> was not going to happen. Uh, you know what I would have said in that case? Well, it's whoever didn't go over then. But I would have won. Right. But uh, you didn't know that rule until now. So, and once again, it's my game. I get to make up the fucking rules. So, Ron is your new champion again. Diesel, you're going to have to try again next week. Mm-hmm. Man, Ron has been owning your ass this year in this game. And Ken M's, too, because Ken M, to be fair, lost one week for you. Uh, yeah. Should have just gone 69%, Ken. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that it should have gone lower because yeah. you would have busted on every one at sixty nine percent if I wasn't <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Well, that brings us to the time to give our thoughts and opinions on this movie and to give you our nerd score review and my critic score. It's simple. The nerd score is a combination of our critic score, entertainment score, and a recommendation. It's got five levels. We're going to give you the levels right now. At the one spot, it's no. That means it's a terrible movie. You should never watch it. Just no. Two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it ain't good. So you've been warned to not watch it. A three is, ah, it's good. This is an average to good movie. It's not a movie you have to go out of your way to see. However, you sh- if you see it, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. You're not going to regret seeing the movie. But at the same time, it's not essential. You don't have to run out and see it. If it just happens to be on or you have the time, feel free to watch it. You won't be disappointed, but it's not going to change the world for you either. A four is just take my money. These are the movies that are essential. See, these are the very good to great films. These are movies that if they're in the theater, pay to go see them. If you want to rent them or buy them, you can spend money on them because they're essential movies that you should see. You should watch. They're good. They're very good movies. And you, you're going to want to watch them probably more than once. So just take my money. 
And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air. That is certified nerd. These are the classics. These are the greatest of all time movies. These are movies like Jaws, the original Halloween, Jurassic Park. Uh, these two gentlemen most recently agreed, and I haven't seen it yet, unfortunately still, that Amsterdam was a certified nerd movie as well. And so many more. That's the level you're on at five. It's rarefied air. All right, Ron, we're going to start with you. What is your nerd score and why for Weird, the Al Yankovic story? All right, it's definitely not a five, but it's definitely a four for me. Um, like I said, the, the the negatives that we have are enough to knock it down to a four. I still think you need to see it. It's a com it's a comedy overall, and but it's a solid, fun watch from start to finish. And the fact that it's not a true biopic is another major uh, down to it. But it's Weird Al. Like you made UHFs. So if you know that, if you know that movie, you know where this was going. All right, so Ron gives it a just take my money and a four. Diesel, what is your nerd score and why? I'm going with a three with an asterisk. I think in a year or two, if we go back to this movie, I think it will appreciate more in my eyes over time. And I think I could probably go as high as a four later on down the road. But for right now, I'm at a three. It was, it was fun. I don't regret watching it. I had a good time. We had a lot of laughs. I did have a lot of sighs, though. Like, ugh. That... But I, th I do think this movie has the potential to appreciate over time. I'm also going to agree with Diesel. This is a solid three for me. Like I would say a high three. If we did half scales, this would be like a three and a half, 3.75, but we don't. So this is like a high three. And the reason I say that is because it is very fun. It's a funny movie. It's a great comedy. If you're looking for a good time, you're looking for a lot of laughs this movie. But like Diesel, I had a lot of size during this movie. It could be because... You know, at first we thought we were getting an exaggerated biopic, and then we got this completely parody of that, which is it's fine, but that shock didn't lead off. And a lot of the things were repetitive, and it was kind of like, why is that decision this decision? If we're going to go, the one problem is when you, and we said this when we figured it out, when you go over the top and you get absurd, the, the word being absurd, the problem with an absurd movie is if you go too absurd, it becomes bad. Or if you pull back on the absurd later on, it gets bad. So you have to keep this sweet spot. It's a hard spot to keep. And I feel like this was the movie that was a victim of that absurdness. Now, like Diesel, uh, if I get a good Blu-ray copy of this movie and I watch it in its, in its completed form and maybe some background on it and upon a second watch when I know I'm watching it, but probably on a Blu-ray copy where I can have some bonus stuff and commentary and shit like that. If it gets to a Blu-ray in a couple of years, you might look at my letterbox and it changes on my next, uh, you know, uh, you know, go around. But for right now, just like I did on letterbox, I gave it a three out of uh, five stars because I also gave this movie a six and a half out of ten on my critic score. It's better than an average. It's, it's a really good movie. It's on that borderline in that seven and seven and a half area where it would take you into uh, just take my money and and the overall score of things. But it's just comes short in my opinion. And once again. That's why on Letterboxd I gave it a three because I usually give it a half of my critic score, but a half of six and a half I can't do because there's no quarter scale there. So I just gave it a regular three. So this could go up to a three and a half, four easy on my letterbox in a couple years when I decide to watch this movie again or even next year, whenever I decide to watch this movie, probably when it's on Blu-ray, I might pick it up just for that purpose because I think this could be a cool cult classic down the line knowing what I know now. But as of the first watch, I'm giving it a three with a six and a half out of 10 on my, on my critic score. But still, with the big caveat, if you like comedies and you like fun movies, this is the movie to check out. But you've been warned already that this movie is not what you think it is. It's completely different, which technically we should have all seen with the King of Parody, that the movie would be a fucking parody. But, <laughs> you know, we weren't thinking about that at this time. 
Well, that does it for this week's 3FN Movie Club review of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. If you want to send us disagreements and hate mail because this is a new movie, uh, where do they do that, Diesel? 3FatNerds pod at gmail.com that's right send us the email so you don't ruin the movie for anybody uh hopefully uh if you disagree or whatever if like i said if you love this movie i can understand completely hence i understand why ron gave it a four on the nerd scale and if you have a little reservations i can understand that too still you know hey it's one of those movies but i i, I don't think anybody can disagree that it's fun and yeah, funny yeah, it was a fun watch. as a fun watch do not regret it for anything uh, on top of all of that, next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. So make sure you tune in that. And the following week after that will be The Menu. So those are your next two weeks of the 3FN Movie Club review. Now, if you would like to get a hold of us, all of our social media accounts are on 3FNpodcast.com. But also on 3FNpodcast.com, Diesel, they can find all the information about the 3FN podcast, period. Like our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. Like our Tee Public store. We like to see the nerdware in public, and it also gives us a little kickback, so that's always awesome. So go check out some cool stuff there. And also, if you're, even if you're not supporting us on Patreon or Tee Public, I would say support a, a, an indie podcast. Any other indie podcast you listen to, make sure you get a, I, I, I did it this week. I'll be announcing soon. I'm going to wait till it comes in for the pictures. But I supported a couple of our friends on Public and bought a couple new shirts there. I support people on Patreon, including our good friends over at The Pint and the Multiverse of Badness, two good podcasts over there, and our friends over at the ODPH, of course. So... You know, and there's more because I think I'm gonna. I think I have the clearance where I'm gonna, you know, do a couple more Patreons, and I'm always trying to buy some T Public and get some new swag from some. You know, it's a little kickback and it's, it's some good support. Yeah. You know, it's a good community support, and obviously, if you're listening to us, you probably listen to other indie podcasts. So I, I implore you to go out and support, if not us, other podcasts. But you know, hey, support us as well. On top of all that, you can find the musical directory with bands like Shout at the Robots uh, and so many more. Make sure you're uh, hooking up and, you know, listening to their music on YouTube Music. Uh, you know, it used to be, you know, I keep saying Google Play because it used to be, but it's now YouTube Music, Spotify and Bandcamp. And then, of course, you have, you know, friends of the show like the ODPH, you have the section for 607TWS, and you have the local sponsors like Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, go to visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. And Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. Call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. And Sci-Fi Horror Fest, August 25th and 26th of 2023. But for all your information, including the upcoming sale starting on Black Friday, you're going to want to make sure you check out their website, sci-fi-horrorfest.com and once again if you forget any of that or our socials or anything else the one-stop shop is 3fnpodcast.com Ronald 3 out of 10 stars lousy and seemingly endless biggest disappointment of the year it started out alright nice scenery shots and a bunch of happy little creatures but the moment you get used to the surroundings and creatures you start to notice that it is one simple and utterly predictable story in which the good prevails over everything it is, and after three hours of boredom, there is no ending. Three out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I, I thought you went back to Avatar. <laughs> oh, hi Well, that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Thank you once again for tuning in. Hopefully you were entertained, and hopefully you enjoyed our review of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, to bring you some nerd news, Diesel's movie triple stuff, and the 3FN Movie Club review of Wakanda Forever. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Just eat it. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. Mm-hmm.